All right. We're back. We are back. We're back. back. All right. Here we go. So um, we've been out of the studio for a while, but two podcasts are going to be coming your way. Uh, They just didn't get put out because I think Chad was just blasting out all kinds of info. So uh, we are going to do a little Q&A today. So we've just uh, we've had questions either. Uh, you know, Q&A from people who have given us questions throughout time or some Blake actually put out a little text that said, hey, hit us up. Uh, let's do a little Q&A. Do you have any questions? So we're going to do that. And it will be our first of many Q&As or yes, a.k.a. our inaugural Q&A. <laughs> yep, there it yeah, is. you like that? There it is. All right. Jake, we're going to make Jake talk a little bit more. And then, you know, of course, louder. it's, it's louder, uh, yes, Bobby. louder, bigger, <laughs> stronger. Louder. Plenty strong. Plenty strong. <laughs> uh, we've got Jake across the table for me and Blake. And uh, thank you, Chad, for letting us inhabitate, inhabitat, sneak in, whatever. Like Come in. Use your Something stuff. Like <laughs> Thanks, Chad. All right. Thank I, you, Chad. I'm going to do this. I, I'll just I'll just guess wrong because I know you guys don't Fire. think I brought a question. Uh, we're going to start super <laughs> easy. Do you two... Let your people touch their knee when they lunge. No. To the ground. I mean, like, maybe very, very lightly, but it needs to be controlled. Like, if they're dropping and pounding their foot in, then no. Good. Yeah, I'm the same. Good. Same category. Because for a while there, there was, there, there was, that was, that was happening. There was, there was a group of people that were, so, so Jake, you hit it on the head. Why not? Because they're not controlling the movement. They're just dropping their weight down and bouncing up. Or you got it. Letting their posture You fall. got it. So so much of what we do in the weight room has got to have control, right? So yeah. so you got to know where the ground is, get down, work that negative, that eccentric load, and then get out of there. So, But but there was a group that was, you know, hey, go, you got to go till you hit your knee. I'm like, there's not any padding on the knee, number one. It's just stupid, right? Yeah, just smacking and, and number two, it's like let's let's figure out some body control. And so you do that with a twelve-year-old, and like you said, they're slapping their knee, and they're probably going, "This hurts," you know. So, all right, that was easy. Your turn. Lay up. Go. Who's up? I got. I got. Hit him with question. Right. Hit him on one of yours. Uh, fire away, whatever. Okay. Here we go. Coming from one of Blake's people. We'll start with: Is an active recovery day? Better, worse, or no different than doing a nothing rest day. So a rest day where you just are lounging around, is that better or worse than active recovery, moving the body? What do you think, Blake? Um, probably a little bit depends on like what you're resting, like where you're coming off of. Like If you just ran a triathlon, marathon, Probably get, you'll probably get a little active recovery in post-race, day of, a little cool down at least. But I like to operate like I know my body pretty well at this point. I know if I need to just do nothing. Um, 
So I guess my answer would just be like, whatever kind of floats your boat. Whatever you that feel day. like. Like it depends on like what your workload was beforehand. That's fair. Do you want to say anything? I would generally go with active recovery, but like he said, it can be very dependent. If you're like so sore that everything's going to hurt you no matter what it is, I wouldn't, but like kind of like the active warm up that I do, like just going in for 15 minutes or doing it in the living room, I generally feel better if I move a little bit rather than just laying in bed all day. That'll kind of sometimes can even make it worse. So yeah. just or a walk or anything, a little bit of movement yeah. tends to make me feel better for sure. Yeah, agree. And, and I totally agree with what you're saying, Blake. I mean, maybe you just need a mental shutdown. Yeah. I think most of the research would say the more you move, the better, right? Because you're gonna you're gonna push out the the lactic acid. You're gonna get some of those different byproducts into the lymph system. Moving just feels good, right? You're gonna stretch some muscles. So so the ultimately, I think if if you're getting into a hot tub, cold plunge, mm -hmm. some people like sauna, that can be considered that. A pool would be phenomenal. Little bike ride wouldn't have to be much. You know, I'm talking ten minutes on the bike your active warm-up all those things are great probably going to make you recover a little quicker than doing nothing but you know some days it just feels good to do absolutely nothing yeah. right I so think the I, I mean i think i was going to say talked about is super important too like if like because it can be draining too like even my sister she'll get mentally drained a lot yep. from like work and working out and i'm like don't do anything just go home and like turn on the tv and just let your brain yeah. turn off because that can even be just as important yeah it, it it sometimes you just gotta decompress and i mm -hmm. and i tell people I, I think i've talked about it here before but if somebody gives me something to do at night i'm like it ain't it's happening because because huh. i just sorry buddy my brain just <laughs> I, i've trained it that way right over yeah. 40 years i i remember in middle school i couldn't stay up late to study i so i just flip it and i get up earlier and do it in the morning but i i just if somebody asks me tough questions at night, I'm like, uh, and I'm not even talking under influence of alcohol. I just, it's not fair. <laughs> so, so it's just like, uh, let's talk about this when I'm full go, when, when I got my caffeine on board and I'm fired up. So yeah, I'm the same way for sure. Yeah. All right. Next one. Let's do it. All right. Let's go over to Alan's question. Alan. Shout out the big beast. Alan. Let's find it. Okay. Bench press. Alan's question is. When you first start or restart a workout regime, what are some of the biggest physiological adaptations that will happen in my body? He dug deep. Which for those is words. like <laughs> yes, I was going to say Blake. Blake <laughs> best, do you want to answer this okay, one? Okay, can, on. can you? The best part that one is again? after physiological in. Uh, parentheses it says, "Is that a word?" Question mark. <laughs> he nailed it. He did great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Blake, can you can no? you can you reread the question real quick? Sorry, <laughs> yes. I was lost in the vocabulary. <laughs> when you first start or restart a workout regime, what are some of the biggest physiological adaptations that will happen in my body? I Which mean, is, when you first start, you're going to see big gains. In, you are in everything we're in, you're going to do because the new s stresses are going to demand, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, adaptations mm -hmm. and so you know obviously there's varying levels of capability but you should should see big progress right in the beginning um is that what the, is that what he's asking yep yeah yep i and mean he, and, and then he wants get, to know why oh he, why you can get like yeah 
more specific Why? into it and stuff. That's yeah. where we go to you, big That's guy. where you pass. <laughs> <laughs> pass card. You only get a couple of those. That's fine. One. Jake, he, well, and, and you're like, right, but the only thing I was going to say before you go, it's two separate questions, really, because it, it's going to be very different if you're just starting versus or if yeah, you're yeah, restarting. restarting. Yeah, you know, if, you, if you haven't done anything for 10 years and you restart, and this is something I've just found out more recently is how much your body can maintain the muscle memory, the nervous system, that kind of stuff is there. And so getting it back is going to happen way quicker than mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you're somebody comes and sees us, you're 30, you really didn't do much throughout high school. You're, you've got a desk job and you're really starting from scratch. Two different, two totally different people. You, you take somebody who's 30 and they did it for, you know, 10 years up till they were 20 and then they took a little break. Those two are going to advance very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to go? I was just going to say is like physiologically, there's like so many different things and it kind of depends on the type of training you're doing, whether it's strength or endurance. Um, but it's like you get pulmonary, you get respiratory, you get the muscle tissue is changing. Like you get the nervous system like you're talking. So it's just like it is very broad. So we could go in on yeah. each of those if yeah. you wanted to. But yeah it's you're going to see changes in everything like you said hypertrophy strength you'll see your heart rate like resting heart rate will drop um your lung capacity vo2 max will go up like it's just yeah everything changes as you work out you got it and 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 for some of that that some of the base stuff that that we do it really affects all of it like mm -hmm. you said um and i think the biggest difference i would say is if you're just starting a program and, and you've seen this on our younger athletes the strength gains that they get in the first four weeks and jake will know this answer the strength gains you, you get in the first four weeks are due to what it's all uh neurological yeah it's all yeah. nervous system so it's really your body's figuring out how to fire a muscle, what muscle works. So so that's really what happens there. Where and I and I think if you were away from the the workouts for 10 years and you came back, I don't know how much of that would be neurological because that's the muscle already, memory that they yeah. talk about. So so the neurological is probably there. It's not gonna take you long to get that. But over the course of not doing anything, the muscles have atrophied, the bone is atrophied. So like Jake was saying, your bone density is going to get going to change. Your muscles going to change, and that's going to be not only physiological in the in the actual size of the muscle because the muscle can actually change in size, but it's the powerhouse, the mitochondria of the mm -hmm. cell that's getting more efficient with the energy it uses. So, so it's not going to be just a strength game, but it's just going to be you use energy better. So it's 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 really all of it. And and it would be that would be a full topic discussion and we may have to, you know, phone a friend, uh, somebody who's really in the physiology mm -hmm. to get into that one or, or our audience may say, "Hey, keep it on the uh on the download. We want to we, we just want to get the basics here." So, but yeah, you're you're looking at a big change and it's going to be everywhere. And then the the other thing I would say what I noticed when I got out of college athletics and got into more the adult training side is is how many things change for the better that you don't notice initially. So, for example, you get somebody whose blood pressure is a little elevated, and and maybe it's not necessarily because they have a 
uh, her- hereditary factor. They just have higher blood pressure because maybe their weight's a little up and that. And then all of a sudden their blood pressure drops. They sleep better because now they're using more energy that they weren't using. So they're changing that. And so, so sometimes it's these intangible ones that you don't notice right away. And then their clothes fit better. And then all of a sudden they're like, but my weight hasn't changed. And then all of a sudden it starts to change. So because muscles more dense than fat. So now you're seeing a change there and, and really the scale hadn't changed, but the clothes fit better. So those are some of the things that your our older clientele might notice right away before they even see, hey, my heart rate's lower or I feel stronger. You know, they might see, see a little bit more of those um, just daily living kind of things that are changing for them. So we kind of answered the question. If Alan yeah. wants, we can go more. In depth if Alan wants later, more, we could. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 table that for a long discussion, and I'll I'll have to do a little yeah. research, <laughs> a little bit more. All right, we moving on. Let's move on. Moving okay. On. We already kind of answered that one. Okay. Uh, what health measurements should I be monitoring on a consistent basis? I'm assuming they're talking like heart rate and blood mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. And I think well, well, maybe a little beyond do, that. Like, do you know? You think in our world terms, maybe a little bit more. Do like you know who that question came from? I do. Just, just wondering. I you do. do? Yeah. He's what's what's age frame? About a year older than me. Okay. Active. Okay. You got an answer? Looks like you got some. Looks like you're ready. No, no, no. no. I was not really. I was giving you demographics. Gotcha. You I'm, go. I'm throwing it to you Jake. Go. No, I'm using my password. All right, all right. So it's going to depend, right? It depends on the person. So if they have what what I would say there, what are your goals? So if they have some goals that are strength oriented or power oriented, then then that's where we're going to do our measurement, right? I mean, ultimately, it's going to be okay. Um, are you progressing towards those goals? If there's somebody who's more new and and they want to change their weight then of course we're, we might be looking at the weight. We might be doing body comp measurements and, and seeing where their body fat is. So it's definitely a way better measurement than weight is, right? Um, so we're gonna check how much lean tissue they have, how much body fat they have and monitor that. And that would be, you know, we don't need to monitor that one every week because it's not mm-hmm. gonna change. That would be every six to eight weeks, we'll, we'll check them again. Um, and with that, we could check their strength and check, check some endurance check their heart rate that would be an easy one to check um the other thing i'm thinking with with that type of individual would be um um if we really wanted to dive into the body comp we could have them get a dexa scan which is pretty easy to do not too expensive and that will give us a better idea of their breakdown and then of course we we start to get into the 30s and i don't know how much you guys have done this we might want them to get a, a blood work, a blood panel, right? And see, that's when we can start looking at some of these other things and go, okay, where is your health? Do you have bad cholesterol? Because some of these, you know, you'll see guys who are police and fire who start in their 30s and they do a blood panel and they look like the epitome of health. And all of a sudden they find out they've got high triglycerides, high blood pressure. So, so now you're talking, we've got some real risk factors that exercise can really help 
but maybe they need, you know, they need a doctor's assistance. They, they might need some meds. They might be borderline where maybe they got to go that way or, or they're young enough to, Hey, let's see what exercise does in terms of controlling these mm-hmm. and see if that's going to make a change. So we could get more medical with that, which I think as you start to get into your thirties is a big deal, right? Um, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, any, anything you guys want to add? I mean, if they're, if they're definitely wanting Take your sister, for example, Jake, and she's really wanting to get strong. Then we can measure that through just her weekly workouts, right? And and make sure that she's progressing in a certain fashion and Mm -hmm. make sure that we build in some recovery. So, because it's not going to be a nice linear progression, right? There's going to be, you know. As bad as she wants that. You're a freak. Yeah, if you're a freak, it might be that way for a while. But at some point. She was on that trend for a while. Yeah. It was about a full year. Like if she just, put, yeah, 365 yeah. days. At some point, Mother Rocket Nature ship. kicks in, and it's no longer going to be a, a straight, you know, yeah. linear progression. you got to so, plateau at some point. At some point, Good it's joke. going to happen, unless you really start the bar really low and, and yeah. you know start with the bar um so so that would be you know that would be somebody who's that side we could really monitor strength um and then you know that's a that's a good question would there be some other things we would want to do with that person to really you know a a vo2 test might be a great one that that we used to do in our facility and and see if that's changing with their with their workouts And, and that can change even if you're not doing the cardio uh, type of workouts. The VO2 mm-hmm. max is a representation of how well you utilize oxygen. And I think early on that can change with what you're doing in the weight room uh, as much as on a, on a cardio machine or a treadmill jog, uh, bike kind of thing. Now, if you really want to push those numbers, you're going to have to be doing mm-hmm. some high-end cardio output. Makes sense? Do we answer most of that one? Yeah. Can I ask you to possibly shed some light? I've heard that grip strength is a good barometer for general health and uh readiness if that's very much so guys chad belding with the foul life television the foul life podcast coming at you again 2023 benelli migration madness sweepstakes there's other ways to enter the main way to enter is by going to shoot dash on.com forward slash benelli migration madness again that is shoot dash on.com forward slash Benelli Migration Madness. The other additional ways to enter, visit your local dealer and get the secret code, refer your friends, watch the current Benelli films, and so much more. Visit it again at shoot-on.com forward slash Benelli Migration Madness between August 1st and October 31st, 2023 for your chance to be entered to win that $15,000 in prizes. Good luck, everybody. This episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you by The Provider. The Provider's mission is to help everyone enjoy a well-seasoned meal no matter where they are or what they're cooking. They currently offer 12 unique dry rubs, an incredible wing sauce, and a number one selling cookbook, all designed to elevate the flavor of any dish. Their rubs come in airtight containers that keep them fresh and flavorful for a long time. And unlike other rubs that can be overpowering or too salty, the provider's rubs strike the perfect balance of flavors. The cookbook, co-written by hunting enthusiasts Chad Belding and Chad Mendez, is a work of art with incredible photos by Tom Rastachin and stories of people hunting and providing. It's so beautiful, you'll want to sit down and appreciate every single page. It's packed with recipes and designed specifically for wild game and domestic meats, making it the perfect addition 
addition to any cook's arsenal. Head over to theproviderlife.com. With new additions every week, the website is a treasure trove of free cooking tutorials, provider tips, and unique recipes that will help you take your culinary skills to the next level. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the kitchen, the provider has something for everyone. So, um, they, they use that as a marker really as we age, but one of the things I, I think we may have talked about in this podcast before, but, uh, I think the, the main studies were in the nineties, but, but grip strength is a great predict predictor of longevity. And ultimately that is because strength is a great predictor of longevity. And so your grip strength is, is very much correlates with your upper body strength. And so ultimately, they probably correlate it. And, and I don't know that they've done these correlations, but they probably have, that the grip strength is showing total strength. The problem there is grip strength tests on people in the 90s versus people now is down about 30 pounds. So th- they usually will take you know a group, and I, I, I don't know this study exactly, I don't remember, but probably was taking people in their late teens and 20s, and, and it was probably mainly male-dominated in this study, but I, I don't know. They may have done male and female, but they were seeing, so a, a really good grip strength is, they want a, over 100 pounds, so 110, 120 pounds with a hand dynamometer where you really squeeze it, get as much as you can, they check both sides. So when they did this test 30 years ago, they were seeing people were hitting those numbers, 110, 120. Now, same age group 30 years later, not not that they've aged 30 years, they're doing that same age group, mm-hmm. but what now. they're seeing is the younger population, and that number's down below 90. Hmm. So why is that? Well, there's not as many kids being outside playing, right? They're not getting grip strength when they're playing on their computer, their phone, their iPad, their whatever. Most kids used to lift more, run more, play more outside, do more stuff. You saw more farmers would blow this test up, right? The kids who are on the farm, we always talk about that farm strength is unbeatable compared to the weight room strength because those guys are just doing it day in and day out. Those kids, if you're on the farm, you're going to have incredible grip strength. But yes, that's a great predictor and it can be used. Some people use it as a, a test to see if you're ready to compete daily you know they're like hey you come in the gym you do a grip strength kind of says where your where your readiness marker is so you can use that and they'll they'll use they'll also use a um like a force plate or a a jump to see the same thing are you ready to go and and you can kind of tell a lot of times i think we get pretty good at reading our athletes but you can actually do that before they come into the weight room and go okay Today we're going. Everybody scored really good. They're ready to go. You just finished a road trip. You get back. You do that same test. You're like, yep, definitely a recovery day. These guys are not ready for a heavy lifting day. They're just not there. And that's mentally and physically, right? But that's where the grip strength comes in. And it is a great predictor of longevity. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hang on. It's my turn. Masking really? you guys one. Couldn't figure out how to ask this question. Oh, great. great. I know. It's going to be super <laughs> no, vague and super not make hard. any sense. And he's going to be like, nope. you can't look it up. You're right. So I had to go backwards. So, Jake, you're almost 24 now. You don't got to say that. I do. I do. Because you're young. You're young. Baby. What is, give me one or two of your biggest accomplishments at your age. 
like this year, this year, or nope. like my lifetime, life. Oh. Are you talking him personally, or yep. like oh, okay, yep. okay? And, and you can start thinking about yeah, you. that's why I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> this one's this one's easy. I feel like it's cheating, beating cancer. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I thought you might throw that one out. Number one. Yeah. I thought you might throw that one. Got me. Got me. Uh, eighteen extra years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And and a ton more. And then, I thought you might throw that one out. So give me something a little, maybe well, a little more, a little newer, a little more recent. I would say I graduated Magnum. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Magnum cum, cum, laude. cum laude. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. From, from UNR with Knees. Okay. I'd say that was pretty cool. That's phenomenal. Keep that. Blake. Go. Biggest accomplishment. Biggest accomplishments. Just, and it could be anything. Um, Division one scholarship, that was a big goal of mine. Accomplished okay. that. Um, of recently quitting my job and stepping in here full time. Gotcha. Into the yeah. gym, that was really that was really really big for me. Um, just stepping that's out a, of my comfort that's zone. That's a big a mental it's a big step. Mental it's a big step. I took it in shorts a little bit financially over the summer, but yeah, yeah. You gotta, I mean, you know, there comes a time when you got to take that step. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah, because yeah, it, it's hard to dabble in three or four areas and, and not yeah. progress, right? Exactly. So so the reason I ask this is because it kind of keeps coming up, whether it's in our facility or Chad's asked me a few questions or, but did you have to work for those goals? Yeah. Very, very hard. Right? So the reason I brought it up is because I think, I think lately, and maybe it's just me, cause I'm, you can say it, I'm an old fucker. So, but I just think people keep wanting things without work. Mm-hmm. And, and my question to you guys was going to be, is there anything that you've ever accomplished that was worth a damn that you didn't have to work hard for? No. Right? <laughs> the so, short answer so, is no. <laughs> no. Right, yeah, right. I mean. so, so I think as this keeps coming up, whether it's somebody wants the direct line to weight loss or... Mm-hmm. The quick short to getting stronger or whatever. There isn't one. I mean, anything. No. I can't think of anything. And it's just it, the reason I was thinking about this before. And then last night we we, we were lucky enough. We saw Bo Jackson. He was here. He did a, a nice little fundraiser for University of Nevada. And he kind of hit on it in a different way. But if you want something and it's going to mean something, you're going to have to work for it. And I think I, I just wanted to put that out there. And I, I, like I said, I didn't know how to ask the question and get the answer I wanted. But the goal is uh, what I what I really wanted to get out. And and then we're going back to the Q and A, even though this was a question. Was if you've got something out there that that you want to get to, there's no shortcuts. There isn't any. And and there's a few good athletes out there who maybe skipped a couple of levels to get to where they're at. But even they'll tell you, they work their butt off to maintain it or keep it there. And the other one that comes to mind, because I think this was out on Twitter and, and this, they call Steph Curry a freak because of what he just did. And this is, he's not playing PGA, but but winning the American Century Classic or American Century Championship is legit. And they're like, you know, but I'm pretty sure Steph, as soon as basketball was over, to get out of basketball, which was 
probably the best thing for him, right? He stepped away for a month. He probably said, I'm winning that thing this year. I know what it's going to take me to do it. I told Tiff when we were up there that day, I was like, he's either winning it this year or in the next two. You can just kind of see it. And I think you have to put yourself there. My guess was he was just like, I got six weeks. I'm golfing. I'm golfing. I'm a golfer. I'm not playing basketball because I need to decompress from hoops. He, He probably picked up a basketball here and there, but he was probably like, you know, or he didn't. And he's like, I'm going to work on my focus. I'm going to work on my areas of weakness. It didn't just happen. He didn't just no. show up on Thursday and start hitting the crap out of the ball and putting well, right? Yeah, it's so, not like he's never golfed before. Right, like, right. And he has. People are asking. But, but it but it's still took him work. Yeah. And, and he would probably tell you, that was on my list. I wanted to do that. It's been on my list. And he went after it, right? Mm-hmm. So so I guess I just wanted to throw that out. Don't don't think that there's any way you can skip different levels to get to be, you know, whether it's the top of whatever field you're in or whatever you want to do. It's going to take you, – you better put some work in and you better focus and get on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with that, but also to just encourage, like, don't let that be daunting to you. Like, it's those those – goals and those endeavors are worth the worth the effort you know whether you land exactly where you wanted to or believe you were or going to or not all that time spent is valuable time spent at the end of the day yeah so don't be discouraged enjoy the process enjoy the process i mean we hear that a lot which is true because maybe you don't make it to you don't step on the pro field but that work isn't for nothing Exactly. Right, because it, it taught you how to work for the next goal. Exactly. In, in, in a different field, right? So it's just, and, and I think that's tricky to get across to some people. Not all of them, because I mean, we have people. We're pretty lucky in our setting. We have people who want to come in, right? It's, yeah. It's not like some of the some of the other things where people don't want to be there. I mean, we don't we don't get much of that. That's one of the mm-hmm. one of the nice things about our facility is people are paying. Right. And, you know, they're working to come in and then they show up when they when they book a time, they show up. So they want to get better. And and but I just wanted to throw that out there because I knew you guys had accomplished certain things in your life and nothing comes easy. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to put the work in. And yeah, you're right, Blake. It's it, it can get frustrating. Should but be, the, but should, the process. It, it, yeah. yeah. But the process in the long run is going to make you better no matter what that 100%, endeavor is. Yeah. 100%. I heard it as I've been learning some of these Olympics, Olympic lifts. Um, one of the guys was like, if you're not a little bit scared of it, you're not doing it right. Yeah. yeah. And I, that, that's that been very profound for me just in general, like in life and stuff. You like look back on some goals I've set and, you know, accomplished and whatnot, or, you know, even just like the daily grind of like hopping under some weights. Like, you know, to be a little bit scared means you're pushing yourself. And, Without fear, there's no courage, and, yeah. and courage is courage is uh, you know, courage is a very very uh, sought after trait. Um, yeah. In today's day and age, I feel like there's a lot of you know softness around, but without fear, there's no courage. So you know, you have to embrace the opportunity that that fear presents you with, and that's that's a you know a growth opportunity. Yeah. And sometimes, like like you just said, not not in the weight room. It's just stepping outside your comfort zone. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta get outside your comfort zone to go. 
is and maybe it's not what you want to do right but but you've put a lot of thought into it and you're stepping outside your comfort zone and and if you if you go at what you're going for full force it's gonna it's gonna happen something um, will happen something yeah. Yeah. positive negative something will happen yep and often right behind those d- doors are where you know more happens and yep you just gotta keep and, you know keep walking through doors and i i think on that note i used to i used to tell people i was very lucky because i got into a couple areas earlier than i thought i would for example working with the niners i had applied my first year hoping to get in the next year wanted to get my name out there i got lucky and it was between two teams my first year and one team didn't didn't call me back because they're they're like between you and a guy who was here last year but we're having trouble getting a hold of him and then the Niners hit me up and they go, well, we'll let you come work a mini camp. And it was kind of a, a way to grade me. And, and I got on to staff that year. But I, I used to throw out, I've been very lucky. And people are, you know, some of the people around me are like, no, you put yourself in the right position. Yeah. And the timing worked. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of different variables that have yeah. to happen. And But, you know, you put yourself out there. You do the right things good things happen and sometimes the timing is beautiful and you're just like whoa that that worked mm-hmm. so yeah i just wanted to i just want to throw that out Great. all right all right we're, back. we're, we're back. back next question okay. that's not mine you got one um i got one i can spit in real quick go for it where's the where's the world at on icing right now like icing, bumps, bruises. Oh, that's a good one. I thought you were talking um, about I know the icing pendula- kickers. No, no, I mean, <laughs> kickers aren't people. That's big right now. That, that's big right now. We, we want to ice them as much as possible. I love my kickers, man. I love the kickers. Kick them out of the sport. But, but you're right. It's, it's funny because cause they feel that way because most of the time at practice occurs and they're like, okay, you three go over there on your own little island and yeah. do your thing and we'll call you when we need yeah. you. My yeah. favorite was they'd and hold they'd go the pads over there above and- their head during seven on seven and they'd stand in front of the quarterback. That was like the extent. <laughs> of what they do sometimes they'd like hop in be a tackling dummy i got a lot of good buddies over my kickers i was gonna say blake blake's right we love our kickers you gotta have them gotta have them yeah gotta have them so you really really want to get rid of them and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you bring somebody else in yeah um but i know the pendulum swings on icing yeah that's a great question i'm kind of not talking ice baths i'm talking like yeah twisted my ankle yep yep um that's a it's a great question and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the short answer because I want to do a couple more questions but and it's funny because one of my former students so this this young man worked for me underneath me and then uh, ended up he's he's at University of South Carolina Aiken which is a uh, uh, Division two school pretty good and and I don't, I don't they I don't think they have football but they've been adding sports so he's they they've got all the main sports and about ten years ago may have even been 12 he hit me up with this no icing thing and i'm like whatever dude. you know <laughs> I, icing still works because and at that point i had i was going through some stuff and i just felt like every night if i was pretty beat up at the end of the day if i iced it i was better in the morning if if there was a night where i was pretty beat up and i didn't ice it i didn't feel as good but it really depends on that injury and and i think where it's changed, and it's funny because the guy who came up with the rice protocol, which is rest, ice, um, compression, compression, elevation, um, he has taken his statement back, like like happens a lot, um, and wrote a wrote the forward for this book that talks about do not ice, and so right now it seems to be. 
and, and I break it into two systems. But right now I would say ice as little as possible. And the reason is, and what you saw, and this is, again, this is, if you went back about 15, 20 years ago, now it depends on what you have. So for example, the pro baseball facilities were probably the best ones because if pitchers weren't throwing that day, if they weren't on the rotation, they would go warm up with the guys on the field and then they would leave the field and go up to the weight room and get their workout in and there was no icing. And then the same thing would happen with their guys who would throw. They couldn't run foul poles, right? So the reason they'd run foul poles is to move blood and get Mm -hmm. the blood circulating, move it back out, push that lactic acid out. Those guys can't run foul poles, right? Because their game's still being played. They'd shoot them up and go, okay, you're going to get on the arm bike. You're going to get on this. You're going to do cardio for 30 minutes and you're going to cool down and go through some exercises. So they were moving blood kind of like ice would kind of cool off that area and do that. Now here's the trick in our setting. I will tell some people to ice because I don't have any control of them. See them on Monday. Won't see them again until Thursday. I'll tell them to ice a little bit to maybe help control some of that swelling. But now I'm saying, Hey, I want you to work on elevating it, move that ankle through full range of motion. I want you trying to walk. Let's get your walking back to normal. So the less ice, the better, but if I'm not going to see that person for a couple of days and I know they're going to be on it and doing stuff, I'm telling them at ice so that we can keep that swelling down to a minimal. The people who don't ice are saying that's a problem because now you're, you're not getting that blood to circulate. So what ice does is it creates what, what you're trying to do with icing is create a circulation thing. So you, you, by cooling the skin, it will initially draw the blood flow in because that area is getting cold it draws the blood flow back into the core if that cold stays there for a long a little while it pulls new blood into the area because it's got to save that tissue so you're with the icing you're trying to create this circulation thing but what the people are saying who do not ice is they're saying that slows down the process you freeze and, and and freeze for lack of a better term but you keep that blood there longer than it should be and then that starts to fill into those little capillaries and doesn't allow new blood flow and oxygen to come in so the answer the short answer is people in the know are probably moving away from icing but if you're in a if you're in one of those pro settings and you have a, a cold tub and a hot tub and all that stuff right there and you've got access to your guys you know 8 10 12 hours a day you can be on their their system and make sure that they're progressing in the right, right way the ice could actually slow things down a little bit but if i don't have control of that person and that's the only thing that they can do i might have a ice because that'll help with pain might help them get to start doing some things a little sooner and progress a little bit Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I really do like the cold tub. I don't think that that has the same effect as ice in one spot because I do think there you tend to move that blood more. Like I was saying earlier, where you initially jump in that cold tub, all the blood heads into the inside to preserve your core. Then you're in there for a minute. Now that blood's rushing back out to the extremities to preserve them. So you create a probably a better holistic whole body mm-hmm. blood flow create some more lymphatic drainage. So I think the cold plunge might be different than just icing one area. 
But the more I can get our kids to move, the better. And and you may have even heard me say that recently. I'm like, had a girl, they threw ice on her right away, sent her back to me. I'm like, okay, you can ice a little bit, but here's what I really want. I want you moving that thing this week. You know, as you go, it was it was a hamstring. I want you I want you lightly stretching it. I checked her out. I think it was mild to maybe moderate. So I'm like, you've got to walk normal, no limp. the The more you move this, the better, because we're not going to give it time to tighten up and stiffen up. And told her ice a little bit if she got really sore, but I was trying to move away from that. Great question though, and that could be one that we dive into more because it is it's it's a tricky topic because it is changing and, and right now if you if you go to and and there's a long and i don't know it off the top of my head because i haven't memorized it but there's another uh pneumatic like rice that they use mm. for not ricing and it, and it involves <laughs> movement and this and so it's it i think it maybe has elevation but it's movement uh some other kind of things huh. that that move away from the rice synonym or whatever that is you know what i mean the acronym yeah it's not a, it's not there an ampersand but yeah <laughs> this episode of this life ain't for everybody is also brought to you by lear looking for a high quality truck accessory that's built to last look no further than lear with over 50 years experience in the industry these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and perform at its best whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear has you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and to take your driving experience to the next level. All right, we ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, this one... I think we discussed it in one of our first ones, but we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, how does weight gain in athletes affect their performance? Oh, so we, I want to hammer on this one. Cause you, wide open. yeah, you asked. So there's, so I was thinking this would be a great topic because it, it kind of goes into where we talked about strength mm-hmm. and, I heard I heard this guy say this the other day, and I, I wanted to. Blake asked me. Well, there's a couple things that we're working on with our social that we got to get better with. But Blake asked me a question, and and it kind of goes into when we were. Uh, I don't remember which podcast, but we were talking about strength, and and he put it this way, and I really liked it. I will like. I love strength as long as it doesn't sacrifice movement. Mm-hmm. And I think you're looking at the same thing when you talk about that. And right now, Jake, there's some research coming out that basically shows, and we're going to figure this one out because we're going to use this. Um, There's a maximum amount of muscle mass you can carry before it becomes counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And the NFL is really looking at this because that's really where you're going to see it more than your hockey, baseball, probably any other sport it's going to be football some of these guys get so big that their body really can't handle the load Mm -hmm. and i think ultimately we can do some testing on the strength side to go hey your strength is good but but you've almost you you've whether you've lost your quickness or you've lost your explosiveness or you've lost your first step, there's a point where strength is no longer beneficial. Mm-hmm. And if you're carrying too much weight, you know, and, and we don't, 
talk about it much in our gym, but but you will see some of these guys where you're like, hey, your performance is going to be better if you drop your weight. You know, you, you might see this on a on a cyclist big time, right? They're they're carrying five extra pounds. You got to carry that five extra pounds up a, a steep grade of a hill. It is detrimental, right? You you don't have the leg power capacity to carry that. You know, your your leg strength can only go so far. You might have to lean out five pounds to increase your power. Mm-hmm. So so that would be how I would answer that one. But I really do want to hit on that one because, um, again, we're not seeing it much in our setting. But when we were starting to do more strength in there, but I would say I'm good with the strength and we can push it with these girls as much as we want as long as I don't see their movement compromised. Because mm-hmm. once I see that, then I think their performance is dropping off. Yeah. And I think that there's a couple ways we can measure it. But um, I think... Um, Hopefully that answers your questions. I yeah. don't know if you have if you guys yeah, have anything yeah. you want to add, but I do want to. I'll break down this um, this lean mass thing because I think it's interesting and I think it's it's a good place for. There's a few things where I want to go that again will uh, separate us out from some of these other places, and I think that's a, a an up and coming way uh, yeah. to measure some people. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll save mine for when we dive into that. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything that'll add? No, to, no. To it, was more, it was it was more of a question than anything, but I'll save it. We, I we think got, it'll apply. Okay. All right. It's right. basically just like when we talked about, like a sprinter's power output is them moving their own weight. So if that weight gets above their maximum power yep. like percentage. Yep then they're yep. kind of fucking themselves. I think it applies totally. now. And, now. My and, question. and you guys, and the nice thing is with the shameless plug, Kaiser hey, equipment, Kaiser. Hey, give Come us something, send us something our way. Yeah, go on. Um, you guys get to see that, right? Because sometimes you'll load somebody in the squat mm-hmm. and their power output's not as good. So at that point, you know, you've pushed their strength yep. beyond where their speed can uh, can increase Magic, their power. Yeah. And so, yes, there, there are some of those people, and, and you don't see it much in the track world, right? Because they're they not spending yeah, they a ton of time in the weight room. Huge, yeah, yeah and, 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 they're, and you've seen those guys. I mean, when the, when the sprinters pull their shirts off, they're, they're yeah. body fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't need Fake. to do more abs if we go back to our last <laughs> yeah. podcast. They don't, they don't need to get in there because they're fit, they're lean. So they're probably at the right weight, but you'll, you might see some guys on the football field going, I, I need to be bigger, I need to be stronger when they're actually hurting their performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's there's definitely some guys in that field and, and maybe trying to get to the next level, but going about it the wrong way. Yeah. 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 I think my question applies now. So not from a performance end, does that also put them in an increased chance of injury? I think so. Okay. Yep, yep. So we were kind of hitting on that the other yeah. day. I think there are some some athletes that we've seen out there that, that when, you, when you look at it and it's – you know, injuries are tricky, right? Yeah. Especially when you're on the football field, because there are a lot of not, or there are a lot of um, uh, acute injuries versus the chronic ones. But I think when you're carrying a load, and it's an extra load, and then you increase your reps or your mileage or something about that load, you got to carry that load through a lot more reps. It's hard to not break down. So I think I think you do see an increased risk of injury and then it gets really tricky right it's 
it's an art science thing. So there's a couple of things you can check with that individual to, to see if they're getting better or, or not. Um, but some of it's just, just an art where you look at the guy and you go, you know, I, I really liked, I thought you moved better at 220 than you are right now and you're you're pushing 230 and you're like ah, you know you just you don't have it you you know maybe you check them in the 40 or the 10 or the the eye test the 510 five and you're like yeah you're not as quick as you were i i think we got to go the other direction you know and sometimes yeah. the coaches are going hey i want you at this weight it's like well eh, they're not looking as good at that weight coach as they did at this weight yeah what do you think drives is that just why is bigger always better it's just mass well, mass mass hit harder and i think it was but you look at today's college game and it really isn't and, yeah. and, and especially even, out here on the west coast even, yep and even you look at the nfl and and the nfl is changing a lot right look at look a at lot. where yeah right where on the outside of that defensive line what's mm -hmm. he is he two as a defensive end is he 230 where, where who are we talking uh, uh, isn't it andre where Am I thinking of the right guy with old. with the Cowboys? Oh, Demarcus Ware. Demarcus. Demarcus Ware's retired. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> so maybe he started. Who's who's the guy? That, sorry, I'm old. Who's the uh, guy that the Cowboys have Michael now? Michael Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. Parsons is playing like he's. Is he yeah. two thirty two forty? I'm not sure to be honest. He's not. He's, he's not a big he's old not boy. A big guy. He's, he's not a huge guy. He's not that he's like defensive a, yeah. end that's two eighty. No. Right. No. But he's and, got but more pop at, than anybody in the league. You got it. So so I think things. You know, change and right now we've talked about that speed of the game, and and yeah. he's a freak, right? So so you're you're taking him out of he's not the norm, but I think you're looking at a guy who's got really incredible speed, incredible power and force, and he's not carrying thirty extra pounds. He doesn't have to. Yeah. So so I think and and some of our offensive linemen aren't pushing three thirty three forty anymore. They're. they're Look at look at look at a couple of our tight ends right now. I mean, Kittle, yeah. Kittle's mm -hmm. defying defying the numbers when you're going. Hey, I want that guy to be, and he's not a small no, guy, not fella, but no, but, he's, not but he's he's a s smaller guy who knows how to get open and and just super effective in the run game. Good super effective. So yeah, he does his job, and he's not that big. I want a guy who's two forty, yeah. opening up holes. He he's pretty good at doing what he does, and he's 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 a little lighter, yeah. so. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. All right. About time. Coming down the stretch. We got time for one more short one. Uh, I'll, I'll be short-winded. Give give Blake one. Give me okay. a question. Uh, <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> Is being sore an indicator of hypertrophy? No. Uh. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. It depends. Probably is. I mean, if you're if you're doing and. I think there's a little bit more research out here now on this. If you're doing a lot of eccentrics and you're really loading, mm. that's where you're going to get some hypertrophy and and that's where you're going to get some soreness. So it probably depends on where you're at, though. If you haven't done anything in the gym in a week and you go back in and you're sore as hell, it may just be because you laid off for a week. Yeah. You you might not be getting hypertrophy. Um, if you are going low reps, high load, really trying to push some weight and you get sore you're probably in that hypertrophy stage mm -hmm. that's that that yeah that's where i would go with that my thought has always been if i'm sore it's because i did something different whether it's changing the weight changing the reps or doing a new exercise yeah that's whenever i notice it so yep. i always 
kind of tell people, I'm like, you don't have to be sore, but if you do something new, it's very likely yep. that you'll probably be sore. And, and, and hypertrophy takes a lot of different variables yeah. too, right? I mean, to really, so for example, for our female clients, and I was listening to something there, yeah, I'm right, that's right on, you know, female clients just come in and go, well, I don't want to get big. And, I had and, one of those the other day. Yeah. Oh, the most <laughs> ridiculous statement ever. Believe me. It, yeah, right. Us three, different stages of our life, all worked pretty hard. But it's like, yeah, we're still we're still working on that too. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't for, look like for fucking you. Arnold right now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you <laughs> work accident. pretty freaking hard at I would it. Say I yeah. do pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So so it's going to be like. Um, you're okay. We're going to get a lot of this in and you're going to see some great tone before we even get to where you got to worry about hypertrophy. So, yeah. so there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables that go into that. But if you're, if you're in a hypertrophy stage of your lifting, lifting program and you're eating right and you're doing all this stuff, right? You're right, Jake. There's, there's a lot of variables that could cause that soreness. If you're really trying to make some gains there and you're really pushing a lot of weight and you're really going, moving that weight slowly, then you're probably work in hypertrophy but do you have to be sore to no. get that that you know no not necessarily i mean if you've if you've been hitting your legs pretty good i don't know that you have to be sore to keep going in that progressive fashion so hopefully we answer that without getting too crazy detailed yeah and then again ladies don't you don't have to worry about it you're not gonna get bulky <laughs> I've been they, trying they my say whole that life. And they have like one green salad during the day. And I'm like, you don't even get any protein. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, we got, we got work to do. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Anything else? That's no. it. All right. Uh, check out your, uh, check out Band of Brands. Chad, thank you so much. You, Jake, Chad. where can they find us? They can find us at Sierra Strength on Instagram and at Sierra Strength and speed that's an ampersand on facebook all right we're gonna we're gonna be putting a little more social media out there for for all you people if you got Big questions walk coming up this week what's that a week from today oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 50 yeah, mile 50 mile walk so if you see two jackasses walking down veterans don't pick parkway up. don't pick us up <laughs> even if we're begging even if they're yes up they we're gonna walk. make it we're they gonna will. make it throw oh, a little will. uh water cup like they do at the marathons <laughs> I was on a walk last night and somebody threw something at me. Oh, Some kids, I, I don't know what it was. Probably it was eggs, dark. Because over in our neighborhood right now. Is that what it was? Eggs are the thing. And they I'm, I'm going to catch them. I'm going to catch them. <laughs> they missed. And I'm going to go like, talk to their parents. It whizzed by my head. It was probably a freaking egg. Yeah, sorry Fuckers. I missed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It was some hooligan nice. kids. <laughs> on that note, thanks, guys. Let's do it. Thank you. See you. See ya.